The following podcast is sponsored by Crystal Glass, where windshield replacement and automotive glass repair has been a specialty for over six decades. Call 310 Glass or visit them online at crystalglass.ca. This is Gross Misconduct. This is episode 17 of Gross Misconduct. 17, can you believe that? That's a lot. Uh, We're calling it On the Road Again for obvious reasons or reasons that will become obvious as this podcast goes on. Uh, We're pre-taping this one. I'm not going to lie to people. I'm not going to suggest that we taped it at the regular time. We taped it on a Monday to be released on a Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, if something incredible happens between Monday and Thursday, we'll make no reference to it whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, my name's Andrew Gross. Across from me sits my wife, Carol. How do? Uh, I do good. How How you do? Yeah, my back really hurts. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Your back hurts. Is that from camping? Well, I've had a lower back flank issue. Could be my spongy kidneys. I'm not sure. Um, but now my, my upper back hurts, and I'm thinking that's from camping and not mm. sleeping well and, and whatever. I need a deep tissue massage. Oh, is that something you can just get? There's a guy down the street that has a sign in front of his yes. house that says massage. Jeremy's Therapeutic Massage. Yeah. So have you ever inquired into that? Well, no. I mean, it's Jeremy just in his house. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's funny because if Jeremy lived in some other neighborhood, it would seem more <laughs> legit than going to the guy three doors down. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I just... mean, I'm, I'm sure Jeremy is quite good at what he does, but... Well, I yeah. don't know. Is that strange? Just going to a strange man's house for a massage? <laughs> <laughs> well, since you put it that way, now I'm hmm. not entirely in favor of it. Hmm. Uh, we've got a few listener questions and comments. Uh, hmm. Now, I asked for uh, uh, questions, but I asked for it on Sunday. Typically, people give us the questions on Tuesday or Wednesday. But of mm-hmm. course, again, we taped this on Monday. And we did get a couple of comments, which I found okay. different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanda posted on Facebook Maybe you could do two every week, just saying. She's, not not going to happen, Wanda. Yeah, yeah. I, I replied to Wanda that I have a hard enough time talking you into doing one. Yes. Well, I, I'm not seeing what the incentive is for me to do it. Um, well, I got to be honest with you. There's a couple of things there. And, and number one, may I just say, and, and you remind me a lot of me. Okay. I, I honestly, and I'm just full disclosure, never look forward to doing radio. Mm. There, there wasn't a day in which I looked forward to it and thought, oh boy, I get to go on the radio again tomorrow or today. Okay. But once I got there, I had fun. Mm. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah. And, and you know, it sort of made the day pass a little bit. And I That does I, not make us a similar at all. Well, you have fun when we're doing mm. this. It's obvious. Do I? Well, mm. all right. It's not with that attitude. I just put on my game face. Is that what it is? Well, I mean, it's, it's, I got a lot to do. It's going to well, be a busy week. Lots, yeah. lots to do this week. Why is that? Well, we just came back from the camping, mm-hmm. so I have, you know, the camping laundry to yeah. do, mm-hmm. plus just regular house cleaning, Yeah, you know, got to wash all the sheets, got to wash all the towels. Because I'm out of town. No, just because it needs to get done. I've been slacking did I explain, as of late. Did I explain that that's the reason we taped on Monday? Because I'm leaving for Winnipeg on Tuesday, so mm-hmm. by the time people hear this, I will have already done a show or two at uh, Rumors in Winnipeg. Going to Winnipeg. Going to Winnipeg. Uh, James posted on Facebook... To be clear, Carol is the star of the show. Okay, I feel like you're making these up now just to encourage me to remain. No. 
I'm right. not. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. James said. All is, right. Well, thank you, James. Appreciate that. Joe asked on Twitter, will the Oilers finally invest in proper goaltending next year and not have a Band-Aid repair job that they've had for the last 15 years? You know, can you really blame it all on goaltending? Yes. No. Goaltending and sloppy defensive play. The defense was just Ugh. not there. Not there at all. Well, just, you know, of course. I mean, a goaltender can only do so much. Like, if the five guys in front of him, you know, are, are fucking up, he can only do so much. He, really, a goaltender can only do so much, but there isn't a whole lot of ass to the goaltender. The the one thing we... Well, you're going to stop the pucks. Yeah, fucking yeah. don't let the puck <laughs> buy you. That's asking a lot of them. We're not asking them to sing the national anthem or... Or clean the seats, where or sell the beer. We're saying stop well, the well. Here's the thing. Puck. Why did Smith start no. the first game? Oh fuck, I don't know. But here's the thing: they did find during the regular season. Who did? Goaltending. It was hit and miss. Honestly. Well, I mean, they kept us in the playoff run. Well, so I mean, what happened? Like, I mean, the wheels just fell off the bus. Like, I don't know uh, what happened. Know. To be honest with you, I, I I don't even know what to compare it to. It was just, it was like we went without hockey for months, and then it was like, hey, you're going to get hockey, and then we get a week of hockey, and it's like, oh, we're done with hockey. Yeah, it's sad. Well, we're done with Oilers hockey. I, I'm yeah. not interested now. No, honestly, I'm not going to watch those games. I don't give a shit. No, it's all a bullshit tournament, anyways. Doesn't mean anything. No, I just I couldn't understand why we put Smith in. Um, and, and then, you know, and then kept him in like yeah. he should have been pulled in the first period. I'll tell but. you right now, take a look at St. Louis last year. Take a look at the Oilers when they, when they made their run all the way to the Stanley cup last time. How many years ago was that? The the common denominator is a hot goalie. You need a goalie that's hot. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't have a goalie that's hot, you need two more than competent goalies mm-hmm. because you can't play the same guy every night. And, and Smith just came out looking so flat and so, unusable that now you're saying, okay, so now Koskinen's got to get us all the way there and really did mm-hmm. play well to mm-hmm. a great extent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you throw enough pucks at a goalie and then a few are going to get by. Yeah. Anyways, I'm. Uh, do we need two good goalies? We need a great a, goalie. A great goalie and a fair to middling goalie, I guess. Yeah. Somebody to open and shut the door on the bench. Uh, Sandy asked on Instagram if if a camping video is coming out this week. No, we don't do those anymore. Well, are we done with those forever? <sighs> well, I don't know. I don't know either. So if you're not familiar with these, we camped at Old McDonald's Resort for many, many years, and we began producing videos each time we camped, typically taking us several days to film mm-hmm. and another day to edit. And one of the reasons we did it is because we would camp for 10 days with a big group. Mm-hmm. And honestly, by day number two, you're kind of looking for things to do. <laughs> so everyone kind of got involved in doing these videos and and we had a lot of fun doing them and they were a lot of fun to yeah. watch. And, yeah, and, we, had, we had a lot of good ones. Yeah. A lot if, of good ones. If you just go on YouTube and, and uh, put in Andrew Gross, you'll find them. They're all there. Okay. And, um, yeah, they're pretty good. Now, the only thing is we sort of, over the years, lost members of our group. Yeah, everybody just kept dropping out. So yeah. we ended up with just us. Yeah. And, it, and that's why we stopped camping. Right. But now I feel like we might be getting a, a group together again. Well, this particular camping trip, might as well talk about it. We just got back from Old McDonald's Resort. We were back at group site number two, which was our old hangout spot. 
And this time it was different in so much as we got our big kids back again. We got the bigs mm-hmm. and the littles. We're both there. And the wees. And the wees because we had very four exciting. grandchildren there. Yes. Very exciting to have the wees there. Uh, yeah. Exciting's a word. <laughs> well, they're they're little. They're wee. So, of course, they're going to run around and scream and, you know, be kids. Yeah. But it was nice to spend three days with them. It, it definitely. And, I, and certainly I was... Grateful for the opportunity to get to know them a little bit better. Of course, they're all in Calgary, mm-hmm. so I don't get to see them that often. It, it is interesting, though, because you kind of forget, as a, as a parent of adult children, what little kids are like. And, and one of the things I'd totally forgotten, uh, which came back to me very quickly, is there's some sort of magnet inside a one-year-old and a two-year-old. There's some... In their core is something that draws them to the most dangerous things at a campsite. <laughs> so they just, you know, you light a campfire and kid out of nowhere just starts like a drunk sailor. Like, you know, the, stumbling, by stumbling it, towards do- the fire Dodging pit. the pile of wood. And yeah, then, yeah, exactly. And, you, you know, you grab that one and then you realize the next one's on his way to the road. It, mm-hmm. it was just, yes, it was exhausting. No accidents, though. All the kids stayed oh, very not safe. True. Well, not true. Dave did lose a toenail. My son Dave lost a toenail. Yikes. Yeah. That is a tough injury. Yeah, he was moving a picnic table and it kind of fell on his big toe. And it did. Yikes. And then it, it caused, the, I think, the toenail to lift right up. It did. He's lost the toenail. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and this is a, a tradition of ours while camping and has been for years that we almost always end up taking a trip to the hospital in Stetler. Now, we didn't take Dave to the hospital because he's a tough guy. Although it was suggested that he should go and get a tetanus shot, mm-hmm. uh, it was really bad. Yeah, like we're not exactly. It was bad. No. Yeah. And minutes after he did that, uh, a trailer arrived for Ashley and Kelly, my my daughter and her husband, because they had slept in a tent the night before and it rained so heavily. They were ready to leave, and I sort of suggest, okay, listen. Well, I'll- their tent was not protecting them no. from water. No, <laughs> it was it was like a blow up pool. Honestly, <laughs> it was protecting the water more than anything. But there was a place uh, nearby that rents trailers, and I went halves with Ashley, and we got her a trailer. So Dave does that to his toenail, Mm -hmm. and then the trailer arrives, and Dave, trying to ignore the fact that he's now badly damaged his toe, goes in to inspect their trailer and and sees a couch. He goes, oh, I bet you this pulls out into a bed, pulls on it, and the leg drops on his Mm -hmm. toe, which is, (sighs) yeah. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't say insult to injury. It was injury to injury. Mm. And then I'm, I'm told minutes after that, one of the grandchildren stepped on, stepped on it. Yeah. <laughs> so tough guy, Dave is. Uh, it was a good trip, though. The comedy mm-hmm. show was a little different. We did it outdoors, and that somehow attracted uh, 500 children, children. Mm-hmm. which, you know, if you've seen me do comedy, I'm not really a children's entertainer, as was made evident out at Old McDonald's, I believe. Although Alex Fortin, the opening act, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he did a great job. He did a great he engaged job. the children, gave he, them, gave yeah. them, you know, their own little comedy show. He sang Square Pants Bob. What is it? Bob Sp- SpongeBob Square Pants, and and got the children to sing and and did all of that. I got on stage at the old McDonald's outdoor stage, and I believe the first thing I said is, "Look, I don't like talking to my children, so I'm sure as hell not going to talk to yours." And so I established early, I'm just doing this for the adults. Mm-hmm. And that caused over uh, the next 10 or 15 minutes, most of the most children of to leave. Left. Yeah. Yeah. But eh, what are you going to do? Normally, I don't like walkouts, but in this particular case, I quite <laughs> encouraged it. Uh, it did rain over the weekend. My God. Mm. And I oh, mean, it did. badly. I mean, Friday, that's, it was just pouring yeah. all day long. 
It's crazy. Here's something else I learned about children. You get your children, your little children, stoked for an idea. You know, in the days leading up to a camping trip, you you say to them things like, I'll bet you grandpa will take you fishing, like that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Which uh, my son and daughter both did with their older two. You know, grandpa... Papa G is going to take you fishing. And they brought little plastic fishing rods. Mm, oh, so cute. cute. Yeah. And I brought a rod and, and I thought, you know what? I would love to go fishing with my grandkids. That's going to be great. The, a child in and around, how old's Cole? Four and a half. And how old's uh, Wyatt? Three. Okay. So if you're three and four and a half, mm-hmm. uh, apparently your attention span for fishing is about two minutes. Because mm-hmm. I got them all set up. They both cast. And then as I'm getting my rod ready, they both reeled them in. And I think it was Wyatt said to me, well, where's the fish? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, you don't get a fish every time. And he just looked at me like I was an idiot. Mm. Well, why are we doing this then? So they cast, I would say, maybe three times Mm -hmm. each, and they were done. Yeah. So that was that. Hey, on the way to Old McDonald's, Mm -hmm. we stopped, as we uh, usually do at uh, Lacombe, and wherever we are on the highway, typically we're not, uh, you know, right beside each other on the highway. No. We each take our car because we need both to get all the camping equipment there. We always meet up in Lacombe for a coffee and then take off again at uh, the Tim Hortons there. It was shocking to see the lack of mask use hmm. in Lacombe. Did you not find? And I didn't really see it because I came into Lacombe, uh, drove past you in the Tim Hortons uh, parking lot. Yeah, gave what's you, up with that? Gave you the little roundup sign and let's go. You did. Well, because yeah. I wasn't getting coffee. I assumed that you you had been there for a while uh, before me. Yeah. Uh, so I assumed you already had your coffee and were probably ready to go. There's a philosophy, right or wrong, in small towns because we saw it in Stetler as well when we went to the Walmart, which mm-hmm. is another tradition of camping. We go to the Walmart every morning. Uh, nobody's wearing them. I mean, no. I, I, you know, and and if you talk to people, as I did after the comedy show, that are from Statler that have come to the show or who are seasonal but live in the area, they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. They, I, I mean, they yeah. just don't believe it. Yeah, it's strange. I, I, yeah, I like even like I'm. Some go so far as to believe it's a hoax, but others believe that yeah, it's real. It's just not really here. Mm-hmm. And and a campground seems to me to be the kind of place that would would be a hotbed for COVID mm-hmm. because you've got people coming from all over the country to camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sick yet. It's been days. I'm feeling okay. <coughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I kid. I I have to get tested. I know. By by. Well, I hope you, I hope you get the throat swab, and not the nasal swab. Although I strangely enjoyed the nasal swab. Not gonna lie, that I don't. Do you find it was like a fun kind of no, sensation? No. Okay. I didn't find that at all. all I don't right. like things being stuck in me, <laughs> regardless of orifice. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's uh, take a look at this. This is what the city of Edmonton's official face mask exemption card looks like. A lot of people are quite happy to. To receive these cards so that they're not challenged uh, by shopkeepers uh, about their exemptions. Currently offered at seven city facilities, including the Clairview Rec Center, people who fall under the city's face coverings bylaw exemptions can pick one up. We are not asking Edmontonians to prove their exemptions because it could be an invasion of privacy, and quite frankly, the list is, is quite large. 
um, everything from autism to asthma. Edmonton ICU doctor Darren Markland says these cards are making an already tough situation even more difficult. It's absolutely the wrong direction. There are very, very few medically indicated reasons for not wearing a mask. And they all tend to revolve around uh, neurologic or psychiatric conditions. And I'm not saying these aren't real things, but they are the minority of cases. Dr. Markland says these cards completely changed the direction the city was going in. Enforcement is what makes them work. And so I see no way of enforcing this. Uh, I can see people literally photocopying these sheets and presenting them at will. And while getting a card is based on an honor system, Councillor Zydek says changes can be made. The city of Edmonton can always tighten the bylaw or, or change some of the, the rules about how this is being implemented if there is abuse. All right, this is Oh, there's so, going to be abuse. <laughs> this is so stupid. Is. So let's uh, start at the end and work our way backwards. Uh, Councillor Zadik just said that if people are abusing these cards, mm-hmm. uh, that you don't have to provide any proof whatsoever as to why you don't have to wear a mask. If pe- How are you going to prove people are abusing a card that you don't have to prove? Exactly. You- so how do you call bullshit on anybody? For not wearing a mask, you and I have said, and and you know we're not the the authorities, but we're certainly a couple of voices among tens of thousands of voices that have said just make a bylaw, mm-hmm. just make a bylaw. It's going to make it easier for everybody mm-hmm. to be able to say, look, it's a bylaw. You need a mask. Now masks are not the end all no. to to ending COVID, but they're just another safety precaution that's going to help us keep that curve flat and mm-hmm. help, help us get out of this fucking mess that we're in. And, and it, it annoys the shit out of me, the number of people that will jump. I just know we'll jump at this opportunity to get this oh, fucking yeah. card. Absolutely. You know, so now they go, well, no, no, I, I have a medical condition. No, that you I, don't. I don't have to prove. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're a selfish fuck is what you are. But I'll tell you what bothers me the most about this. This is playground zones and bike lanes all over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. This is paving a road and ripping and it back it up. up again. Yep. This is city council saying we need to take action. And, and the action is a bylaw that requires a face mask. And then after a couple of what, fucking hours, somebody comes up with the idea that, but you know what? We should exclude people who don't want to wear them. Yeah. Like, no, you had it right the first time. You had it. If you, if you truly have an issue... It should be done through your doctor. Yes. Your doctor signs off on, yeah, you've got, you know, severe, I I don't even know if asthma prevents you from wearing a mask, but whatever it is. Okay. So here's the complication. Just like the the handicap placards. Right. Your so, doctor has to, your doctor yes. is in charge of who gets that. So here's the, here's the hook. The city of Edmonton, a municipality does not have the authority to ask or inquire about your medical mm-hmm, conditions. Mm-hmm. Placards that are used in the city are actually provincially issued. They're issued by Service Alberta. They're issued based on a doctor recommending mm-hmm. without having to say specifically what, what the ailment is. is, right? So in other words, the reason that the city is saying, look, we can't ask is because we don't have the authority to ask. So if you don't have the authority to ask, don't fucking put the exception in. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't do it. And and you could go as a city council to the province and say, look, we've got a bylaw. We're going to need a little help with the exception part. Just go ahead and have Service Alberta. Right. People go to their doctors. Yeah. Or even just have the doctors have them to hand out to their patients. Sure. This is a legitimate medical issue. Right. Here's your card for exemption. To say how easy peasy would that be? You know, we've got a bylaw. 
This is this is how it went down in my mind. We need a bylaw to get people because people a lot of people have to be forced into doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So we we need a bylaw. Number one. Number two. We created a bylaw. All right. Good. 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 Number three. We made it a one hundred dollar fine to violate the bylaw. Now mm-hmm. we're fucking cooking with. Don't gas. know who's going to be enforcing that anyway. Uh, number four. <laughs> don't know who's going to be enforcing that. <laughs> And then the city kind of says, uh, well, you know what? We're not really enforcing it. We're just kind of, you know, because it's not meant to be punitive. It's meant to be educational. Oh, all right. Okay. And then what are we at? Six now? And then it's like, hey, but unless you don't want to fucking wear a mask. Here's and then, a card. Here's a card. A very attractive card, too. Like, you know, who doesn't want that card? And we're back to square one again. Yep. So thanks, city council, for your yeah. time. <clears throat> Boneheads. Fuck. That, that is boneheaded, frankly. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't unanimous. But there was enough of those. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so you know what's going to happen now is we're going to have arguments. Mm-hmm. We're going to have lots and lots of arguments because companies, businesses can still deny sit, you deny mm-hmm. you access. Absolutely. And you're going to pull this fucking card out. And and say, but I go, have a right to come in your store. Right. And it's like, no, nope. you actually don't. We have a right to refuse you service. Yeah. So we're right back to where we were mm-hmm. When we began, a uh, good example of this, uh, down in the States, there's a state, and to be honest with you, I've forgotten which one, uh, but there's a state where the governor made a mask rule mandatory, mm-hmm. and then they came up with exceptions. So one of the exceptions was fitness clubs, okay. but only when you're actually exercising. So okay, of, I can see that. Right. Yeah. So sort of like restaurants here, you got to, as you're entering or exiting or moving about. Around, you need it. But as you're eating, as obviously you're, you right. have to take your mask Same off. Same as comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, you we can only seat six people. You have to wear a mask to come in and to leave and to go to the bathroom, but you can take the mask off to enjoy the comedy, right? So of course, somebody wants to challenge it. So there's a... Planet Fitness down in the States where a woman walked into the Planet Fitness without a mask. And this is what ensued. Okay, I can, can you take your face mask off so I, I can understand what you're saying? I cannot. Uh, what are part, you saying? It's part of my job that I have to wear the face mask. And as a member at the gym, reading the signs that in the front say, please wear a mask when you come in, you didn't do that. So I'm asking you politely to leave. Okay, well... What's the next thing you're going to say if I'm not wearing I have um, security. um a weight uh if I'm not wearing a, a weight band around my waist you're going to tell me to leave what grounds your rules your rules don't require a face mask the signs are on the door the signs pertain to the governor's mandate so if you want to enforce the governor's mandate then I enforce am. them correctly because they make an I exception am. For exercising. Okay, the, the exception is that you do not have to wear a face mask when you are exercising. Now, if you could please leave me alone so I can exercise, because at this point, I feel like I'm being harassed. Might as well face it, your dick. Gonna have to face it, your dick. Might as well face it, your dick. Gonna have to face it, your dick. Why does every Karen sound the same? They don't. They do, don't they? I know. They've I got know. that, I don't know, like Midwest Fargo kind of. Calm down. Here's the thing, uh, just to clarify, I don't want to make the whole podcast about masks, but when you have a governor in the States or uh, a mayor in the city uh, here in Canada or a premier uh, of a province, those guidelines 
are not the end all of what each business has to do. Mm -hmm. Those guidelines are for the business to say, at the very minimum, if you want to open and operate, you got to do that. You have to do the following mm-hmm. things. The business can take it any amount of steps further mm-hmm. that they would like to. So, if Planet Fitness says, "I don't care what the governor's uh, decree says," we require that you walk in the door with a mask on, or we ask you to leave. That's mm-hmm. up to them. Mm-hmm. Same as, and I, I haven't done it yet, and and I, I wanted to talk to you about it before I did do it. And I don't want to do it while angry, and I, and I am kind of angry right now. But I wanted to put it out there that, and I wouldn't put it in these exact words, but I wanted to put it out there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on behalf of the Edmonton Comedy Festival that we're not fucking around here. I don't give a fuck if you've got one of those cards. You're not coming in our theaters or our venues without a mask. Mm-hmm. Now, you can show me the card all you want. We'll we'll create a lineup around the corner of card holders if you'd like. But you're not coming in. And I'm doing that for the protection of our other patrons. I'm doing it for the protection of our performers mm-hmm. and, and of our volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a shit if the city gave you a goddamn card, honestly. Uh, we're taking additional precautions over what AHS requests and requires. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the fever cams. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, we've talked about these before. You can get them from Sure Security yourself if you're interested. 780-700-2627. You can rent them. You can lease them. You can buy them. Um, we're going to have them at every venue. And I'll tell you right now, again, if you look into that camera and it doesn't like you. You're gone. You're gone. Now we'll refund. Uh, we'll I, refund. I your think ticket. a lot of places when they do the fever taking the temperature, mm-hmm. they'll do it once and then okay, you know what? We'll wait five minutes, do it again. Because sometimes sure. I've asked this before because I don't know if a hot flash increases your internal temperature. It sure feels like you're on fire. Oh my goodness! So we're going to have no forty-five year old women. But I don't know. If, uh, but I don't know if your actual temperature reading. Um rises when well, you're having a hot flash. So. I know I know that Oz from uh, Sure Security, I've talked to him about this at length. Uh, he's going to show us how they work. Mm-hmm. He's going to come set them up for us. Yeah. They're, they're in, on a stand. They'll be by the front door of each of our mm-hmm. venues. You just have to, as you're coming in, take a look at the camera. We'll have a volunteer yeah. standing right mm-hmm. there. If it says everything's cool, everything's cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you as a producer of the festival that no one's getting in without a mask. Mm-hmm. So... Tell me, you know, I don't care. I was about to say, tell me right now if you're not coming. <laughs> I don't care. Because the way it's going to work, our major theater, the ATB Financial Arts Barns, mm-hmm. uh, what's that theater called? The Westbury, Westbury Theater. It seats 315 15 totally packed. Mm-hmm. At this moment in time- We're allowed 49. We're allowed 49. <laughs> that just made all of our shows a hot fucking ticket. Because we normally sell about 150 of those in the first- I would say five minutes of tickets being on sale. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried, honestly, about selling out our rooms. Mm-hmm. At 50 a show, yep. sell that out in my sleep. Yep. So and I'm, I'm not going to be, listen, this is what I want for the festival. I want us to be the festival that didn't cancel. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want us to be the festival that went, we're going to go ahead. What I don't want to be in hindsight is the festival that became a hotbed mm-hmm. for COVID. Yeah. So we're going to take whatever requirements are placed upon us, and we're going to double them. Mm-hmm. And that camera, that fever cam from Sure Security, is the first step in that. But yeah, we will enforce that rule, and I don't give a fuck if you have a card. So there we go. All right. Well, Carol, mm-hmm. it it was not a good week for you last week. <sighs> 
It was bad. It, it was, it was sort of. Although, bad. to be fair, I'm not sure that anyone could have answered that question. Well, I, I'll bet you <laughs> his family could have. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, or fellow Polish pianists. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, here we go. This is Jeopardy! All right, so Carol, as of last week, your money is at $300. You were at nine. Yeah, I had a big loss. Big loss last week. $600. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it was ballsy. Uh, <laughs> did not pay off for you at no, all. No. Uh, hopefully, you get a better category this time. Uh, but we won't find that out until we spin mm-hmm. Todd's mechanical Can- How Smart Is Carol Wheel. And the How Smart Is Carol Wheel is brought to you by the best plumbing services in Edmonton, Todd's Mechanical, providing you with all of your plumbing and heating needs. Edmontonians keep warm and dry with Todd's Mechanical. Call them at 780-499-7598 or find them online at toddsmech.com. And don't forget to like them on Facebook. You know, Todd doesn't want us to do this. We like, we like Todd. We love Todd. Todd's a great plumber, by the way. He is a great yeah. plumber. Mm-hmm. Todd doesn't want us to do this, and I know that Todd listens to every second of every podcast. Okay. So he's going to find out that I did it. All right. And I'm going to get a text. Okay. But I'll be in Winnipeg, so it'll be fine. Okay. At the end of each episode, uh, for the last four or five episodes, if you listen all, all the, the way, way to, to the, the end. end, you save 50 bucks on Todd. Mm-hmm. But you have to listen all the way to the mm-hmm. end. Um, and we, so that's after, you know, after we've been everything. played out by yeah, whoever we're exactly. being played out by. Yeah. Until the podcast is completely done. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, it it's usually a, a funny little. It is funny. Yeah. Typically. So you got to stay, stay till the end people. And here's the thing. He's pretty serious about that 50 bucks because mm-hmm. we took advantage of it. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> With our sump pump situation and yeah. our toilet installation. We took advantage of that $50 off on each of those jobs. And that's, you know, obviously that's not just your random citizen. That's the guy who actually puts the mm-hmm. word in there. Oh, well, I've, I've said too much. Okay. I've said too much. Okay, so um, let's uh, spin whew. the How Smart Is Carol wheel. I'm nervous this week now. Are you? <sighs> A little bit. Do you ever look at the questions and go, oh, yeah, she's going to know that? Or yeah, every she'll... time. Although you thought I'd get the Monopoly question i really I did like who the fuck does not know what a monopoly board looks like but that's sorry that would be me spin the wheel all right i'm hoping for something that's sort of hard but in your wheelhouse okay oh and i believe that is your category is 19th century literary introductions mm. uh, before i uh, ask you the question mm-hmm. may i ask uh, what does that mean it's uh like it would be the first line from a book. Oh. I think that's what that means. Okay. All right. 19th century literary introductions is your category. Okay. Here's uh, your question. All right. Just wait. Don't I have to make a wager first before I get the question? Uh, yeah. Make a wager. Sorry. I'm <laughs> okay. glad you're on. The and what do I have? 300? All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you made your wager? I have. All right. Uh, category again, 19th century literary introductions. Your question is, title character, whose, quote, clad in black, 
from head to foot without a single speck of color about him anywhere. All right, uh, mm-hmm. that's your time. You uh, you wrote your answer down quite quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that you're correct. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm I'm like a dealer in casino. I, <laughs> Come in, on, in, yeah, I'm, I'm a dealer in Vegas. I want you to win. Come on, twenty-two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, title character who's clad in black from head to foot without a single speck of color about him anywhere. What did you answer? Who is Dracula? Dracula is correct. How much did you wager? All in, buddy. Oh, All in. $300, which doubles your money to $600. Woo! Well done, Carol. I didn't even understand the category. Okay. <laughs> so, listen. Uh, when we were doing listener comments and questions, I skipped over one of the uh, questions. And uh, I'm going to go to it now. I did it on purpose because typically at this time in the show, we make mention of uh, where you can, where I'm appearing live, where you can uh, drop by and see me. And right now, even as we speak, uh, apparently, I'm in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba at Rumors Comedy Club. And then coming up on August 27th, uh, Piston Broke Brewery in Brooks, Alberta. Mm. But we had this question from a listener, Gloria from Winnipeg. It's nice that we have a. Uh, Manitoba listener. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know for a fact more than one. Because do you know Gloria? I do not. <laughs> you asked that very accusingly. No, you were born there, so you know how people do. Oh, you're from Canada. Do you know Bob? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I was born there, okay. but I don't. Well, I might know Gloria. I don't really know. Gloria from Winnipeg wants to know why Rumors Comedy Club is billing your shows there as Andrew Gross's triumphant return to Winnipeg. Woo! Um, there is a reason for that. And uh, because I've not been there in 18 years. So the reason I've not been there in 18 years is that uh, 18 years ago, I played there. It went great. Love the club, by the way. It's uh, probably the best run club in the country. And, and I say that knowing that Absolute Comedy in Ottawa and Toronto are right up there with them. They all have this in common. Mm-hmm. The, sh- the, sh- the room's packed every night. Mm-hmm. So I'm there Tuesday to Saturday. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. They'll all be packed. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't even know how they do it. But they pack it, even on a Tuesday. So I like that. But I had uh, a situation where the Winnipeg Comedy Festival was created um, how many ever years ago? I guess 18 years ago, probably. And when it was, they hired me to come do the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. And the club owner at the time, Ross Rumberg was his name. Mm -hmm. He's he's gone now. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just phoned me up and said, uh, you're playing the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, well, I would have appreciated a heads up. Mm, okay. And and because he had me booked to come to to rumors again. Mm-hmm. And we do the same thing now with the Ebony Comedy Festival where we'd kind of we have we call it an in and out clause. We'd like to know if you're appearing in Edmonton how many ever weeks before or after mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we don't want to dilute your yeah, your comedy. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I did not handle it as a uh, professional. Professional. <laughs> I think I said something like, well, why the fuck would I tell you? Or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, that wasn't that wasn't all. Uh, but over the course of several other conversations where I didn't back down whatsoever because I was a cocky young comic, they ended up just not booking me anymore. Like, all right, you want to be a fucking asshole? I'll go hmm. find another club kind of thing. And, I, and, and now, in hindsight, 
100% agree with them. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And we would honestly, as nice as we are, we would we would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't step up and say, you're banned. We just would never find room for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's funny, too, because uh, Rumor sends you a little guidebook for playing the Rumors Comedy Club before you get there, which I really quite admire. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I said to you, we should have one of those for the mm-hmm. Up to Comedy Festival as well, mm-hmm. because we have a welcome letter that kind of says... Well, it... Yeah, it's got yeah. all the important information yeah, like in it. Yeah. I don't know if we really need a guidebook. I mean, well, there's one statement in the guidebook that I really like from Rumors as well. I hope this isn't proprietary information, but it basically just says while you're in Winnipeg, we have a number of open mics, you know, where you just drop by and do comedy, mm-hmm. and you'll be invited to all of them. We would encourage you not to accept that invitation mm. because none of them paid for your air or hotel. Mm. And yeah, absolutely nice. true. Mm-hmm. And we've not really had a problem with that with the Empty Comedy Festival, but it is no. an issue. Yeah, we control their time while they're here fairly we stringently. Can, pretty busy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and that's one of the reasons. Because right. honestly, I'm asking you to pay $50 to watch one of your comedians for a total of 12 minutes. I mean, you know, at, at one of these galas, each comedian does 12 to 15 minutes. So I'm asking for $50 to see your favorite comedian do 12 minutes, or, or you can go to a bar down the street and watch them do an hour for free. Mm-hmm. Again, diluting our box mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. So, I, Gloria, did that answer your question? I think triumphant because I had to work hard to get back into rumors. Uh, there's a new owner, um, but he's related to the old owner, and he knows the history of mm-hmm. all of this. And I honestly, this is way prior to COVID, so it's not about me just trying to find work. I have been working on getting back into rumors for two years. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, stated my case that I fucked up and you know I I just would like an opportunity for no other reason than to get into the Manitoba market mm-hmm. because as a comedian when you appear in a comedy club you, you you're never going to get rich playing a comedy club you're not expected to but you will get corporate inquiries out of it so somebody in an audience over this week will see me and think that's the guy for our golf tournament mm-hmm. or we should get him for the Christmas mm-hmm. party mm-hmm. so it's a great opportunity to uh to showcase your talent. Okay, so I don't really recall how I got onto all of that. Oh, you were just listing your dates when you were working. Oh, uh, is that what it was? All right. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, uh, hey, this might come as a surprise to many, uh, yourself included. Mm. Joining us in studio now, my son Hunter, with another one of his fabulous business ideas. And just before you get to that, Hunter, may I say that your garden is the bane of my existence. I don't understand why you would build a garden box and then have plants in pots all over the yard that I have to move that are quite heavy, I might add, when I cut the grass. Just oh, putting it out I there. I wanted more plants. Well, build a bigger box. It's, can, it's easier for me to mow around a box than it is to it keep moving. It's very hard for me to get the 6 by 4 approved by zoning. Okay. Well, that's probably right. So. All, all right. right. Let's get to it. Okay. How often do you cut your nails? I, I don't. I chew them. You chew? Okay. But what if I offered an easier solution? Sure. So this idea is Nair, but for nails. Okay. I think they're made up of the same thing, keratin. Sure. So I think the science is there. It's just never been done before. Right. I would need someone to confirm that. Yeah. But basically what we're going to do is we're going to, the product's going to be like a little sponge or something. Because I don't know, I don't think you can just dip your fingers in chemicals. So we're going to get like a little sponge. Mm-hmm. That's soaked in the in the product, the nair for nails. Yep. And you just kind of put your fingers in 
vertically, little claw machine style to the desired length. And it just shh, just eats away those those nails. Okay. And I don't know, because I actually, when I came up with this, I was under how, the, how does it know where, when to stop? Well, you just push it in. To oh. the, but it's in to a the sponge. Okay. So, you, so you're like, okay, here's a good spot. Okay. When I came up with this idea, I was under the impression that Nair was permanent. And I have since found out it's not. No. So you're still going to have to do it often. But I do feel like this would be an easier solution. Okay. And what's it called? Uh, it's going to be called Nail. Why? <laughs> well, Nair, I think, is probably a contraction of no hair. Right. So nail would be no nail. So it'd be n nail. <laughs> well, we're just trying to keep it because I'm going to sell this to Nair. Oh, how much? <laughs> I'm looking for $2,000. <laughs> for... Just a straight up check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Write me a check. $2,000. Uh, 100% stake in the company. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So you're just selling it. Yeah, I don't want it. Do you have the chemical? No, but I honestly think Nair might work. Mm-hmm. I should try it. <laughs> you should probably look into that. Yeah, At the I very least, should. you'll no longer have hairy knuckles. So that that's so true. Solves. No, well, the sponge would stop it before the knuckles. Right, right. I think the sponge is. I think the sponge is what we need to patent. Yeah, that's been done. There's uh, sponges. Sponges have been done. You're trying to tell me sponges exist? Well, if they did, well, let me you tell wouldn't... you what I'm picturing. It's like a porous rectangular prism that absorbs things. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's. A sponge. That's a sponge? Yeah. Well, if that's a sponge, then... All right, well, that's uh, Hunter with another of his great business ideas. Thanks, Hunter. You're so welcome. Well, not his best idea. That's pretty good. It's it's not bad. I thought he was going to go with, it's just like a little applicator, like pitcher, like a Q-tip size applicator, and you just go, switch, 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 like over you know the end of your nail that you want to fall off. I thought that's the way he was going to go I, with I it. I don't think it's ever a good idea to put any chemical strong enough to make your body parts fall off? <laughs> it's just nails. Out there for people to use. My nails grow very fast, as do hunters. So huh. we're always nail clipping. All right. Well, before we run out of time, we should find out what uh, Kevin thinks. What does Kevin think? I think the kids need to go back to fucking school. And that's what Kevin thinks. Well, I bet you a lot of parents feel that way. It might be a little different this year. Yeah, I, I don't think I would send my kids back to school. What would you do? And I would keep them at home. But would it, you homeschool them? Well, I think there's still the option of like the remote learning through the public system. Is there not? If there is, I, I that's, what, so. that's what I would do. Because I, I, I'm not sure that they've quite got the logistics right for social distancing and whatever. I mean, they keep, they say they've got all these plans that they're going to implement, but I'm hearing that there's still going to be 30 kids in a classroom and blah, blah, blah. And so how do you keep, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, COVID is a fairly serious thing. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wish, and maybe I'm stating the obvious here, that the politicians would stop bullshitting about it. I, I wish that the opposition would not say, they're planning to put 40 in every room and and the government would say no there's only going to be two in every room and you know obviously each school is different the requirements are going to be mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. you know i know that you want to score political points and i know that you want to make the other side look like they don't know what's going on and thank mm-hmm. god you're in power or thank god 
you're there to criticize those that are in power. Just stop bullshitting, man. It's our children. Like, let's be real clear on what's going to happen. Well, here. I think, and I don't know if this would have been a good idea or not. I, I think it should have been a decision left to the teachers and administrators. Like, can we do this? And then you know, take a vote or whatever they well, do. Well, I, I don't know that I would agree with you that it should be left to the teachers, but I would certainly agree with you that the teachers' input should have been mm-hmm. heard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same as, uh, this is kind of a weird ex- example, but it's the same as uh, when they talk about the homeless population in a city and they say, well, you know, here's what we're going to do. And I had so many of these interviews over the years when I was on radio. And I always wanted to ask, or always not, not wanted to ask, I always did ask the politician, did, did you ask the homeless? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes the answer was like uh, one of those political, well, we've done consultation. Okay, so fuck, no, you didn't ask. <laughs> no, have you been on the streets and actually right. asked the people that this need? affects? Right, what do you need? Does this make exactly. sense? You know, that kind of thing. Because I know in Georgia, first day that they opened school in just like one school district, mm-hmm. 300 students t- tested positive, And I'm not sure how many teachers. Is that right? Yeah. And now apparently somewhere in the States, I'm not sure where, uh, kids are getting suspended for filming the jam-packed hallways and how they're crammed into classrooms. And if they're caught filming this, they get suspended. Well, before we get to the big blue folder, mm-hmm. let me just remove the story. Oh, <laughs> That you just fucking buried. Well, that's fine. I don't think so. I mean, I think I'm allowed to bring things to people's attention. Am I not? Absolutely. I mean, just because it doesn't fall into your big blue folder. (laughs) No, it did fall into the big blue folder. That's the issue. But I, no, listen, I'm always happy when you bring anything to the table. That sounded, that is not how I meant it. I Hmm. meant. I would love for you to have more. I brought my, I brought my cat to the you table. Fucking right you did. Holy <laughs> She's shit. She's been everywhere. <laughs> How many times have we thrown that little bitch off the table? Oh. Anyways, it's time for this. It is, of course, time for the big blue folder, which is brought to you by Crystal Glass. Crystal Glass offers windshield replacement and glass repair services for all types of vehicles, including cars, trucks, vans, and recreational vehicles. Call 310-GLASS or visit them online at crystalglass.ca. They also do screens. Uh, they if do. your screen door, screens on your windows. Yeah. I think they also do mirrors, do they not? They do. Yeah, well. Yeah, how many times? All remember, sorts of things. You know what? Crystal Glass, honest to God, I mean, Ken Franchek's a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has been for years, and that's you know probably ninety percent of the reason that he agreed to sponsor this podcast. But the truth is, we'd like to get him some business, just as we'd like to get Todd's Mechanical some business. Mm-hmm. Like we'd like these people to get some bang for their buck. Eh? But you remember when uh, we broke the the uh, what's that door called? I'm pointing at it the right now. The pantry door. The pantry door. Like just, it's got a glass. It's got these little glass panes that are sort of you know tiny, and there's little they're wire. Etched. Yeah. yeah. So they're etched. Etched little, we right? Were, I don't know, twelve of them or something like that. Yeah, and we broke one, mm-hmm. or the dog did. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the kids did. The kids did. They were fucking around by the fridge, and one of them elbowed it mm-hmm. or something like that. So you try finding that glass, like you can't find that glass. And and we phoned, or I texted, or phoned Ken at the time. This is years ago, and just described to him what what happened, right? And so we took the door. He was like, just bring the door. So we like loaded up the whole door and uh, off its hinges and over to crystal glass. And they looked at it and they were like, okay, we don't have that specific glass because their quality of glass is far superior to what's in that actual door. But do you remember we went to Home Depot? Well, I've, I, I, this is just a, stuck in my craw. 
okay. a little bit. All right. So we went to Home Depot, yeah. bought the exact same door yeah. just for the panes of glass because we broke panes of glass on the basement door, That's which right. is also, um, they're like French doors. If yeah. People are kind of confused what we're trying to explain, but they're etched and they've got a certain pattern in them. Mm-hmm. So we took that door to them. And they took all the panes, little panes of glass right. out. So we had like, you know, 15 panes of glass for any future accidents. Yeah. And the door we bought at Home Depot was already damaged in another way. It was. So, so we got it for We were fine because we were like, we don't want the door. We just want the glass. Yeah. Um, but you tell me that they've lost those pieces of glass. Why would you bring that up about a sponsor of the podcast? Oh, by the way, those fucking donkeys over <laughs> I'm not at saying glass. they lo- I'm just saying somewhere they got misplaced because no. I'm not even sure you know which shop they're in right? I, I know exactly where they are oh, okay they're not in a shop at all oh they have a facility where they do custom glass work, oh. and that's where they are oh okay. and and they are still there okay well and they're on a pallet i was under gross. the i was under the impression that they had gone missing no we were just fucking around with you one night and, and then we i like, was panic stricken because i thought if we ever break no. another pane of glass we're gonna be hooped we were literally fucking with you one oh, night. All right. You were drinking. Okay, you can't fuck around with me. Well, apparently not like- because that has to have been five years ago, and you've harbored this. Well, I haven't harbored ill will towards. No, I haven't harbored it because I rarely think about it. But the fact that you just brought it up, I was like, well, what if? What happens if we, we ever break we were, a pane of glass? Again? We were actually out having drinks. Can't remember where Ken was there, mm-hmm. and and I made mention of the fact that you know what. The last time we picked up the door, because we ended up having to bring a different door, as you mentioned, the basement door this mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And, and I took it and I I phoned Crystal Glass and I was like, oh, God, I don't suppose there's any chance that you still have all that glass. And they were like, yeah, like we totally put it aside for you because we knew you'd be back. Like okay. That's how good they were. And then I take the door in, right? They replace the glass. And I asked the guy, so where do you store this? And he's like, oh, we got like a little shelf marked gross. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, where we have all this glass. And I was telling Ken. Do not dispose of, right. ever. Well, I was telling Ken that, and I told you that, and then, you know, you know, which Ken was not surprised. He's the general manager of the goddamn mm-hmm. company, so he mm-hmm. knows how it works. And then you said something like, well, that's pretty cool that you guys do that, or I'm that was not your voice at all, but you said something <laughs> like, well, that's wonderful that you do that. And he went, eh, they probably lost him. And then that had to be like five years ago, <laughs> and you've held on to the, He was kidding. Okay. Well, I feel we need to knock on wood because now that we've talked about the doors, I feel like, oh, God, just, you can one knock of us on is going to. Just, just don't knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, uh, wow. All right. Well, that ate up the rest of the podcast. So we got to. It kind of did, but I'd, I've got some great big blue folder. Do you know? Well, I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. You be the judge. A Suffolk man. Suffolk. 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 It's in England. Well, there's, yeah, there's Suffolk counties all over the States too, I think. Okay, but whatever. Maybe it was in the States then. All right. Mm. Jesus Christ. Now that I read the story, it could have been. (laughs) A Suffolk man with a bizarre sexual attraction to tractors has been banned Mm. from the countryside and forced to sign the sex offenders register reports the Suffolk Gazette. Ralph Bishop, 53, was found by police with his trousers around his (laughs) ankles. Quote, interfering with a tractor. (laughs) (laughs) His trousers were around his ankles. He was interfering with a tractor parked in a field outside Saxmundham. Oh, that's England. That's definitely him. He was arrested on suspicion of outrageous public decency Mm. 
And well, shouldn't that be indecency? You would think so. Yeah. Out, out, outraging public decency. That's the charge. Outrage. Okay. Oh, that was those British. He, he then confessed to having had sex with around 450 tractors all over the Suffolk countryside. When officers searched his home, they found a collection of more than 5,000 tractor images on his laptop. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. The photos showed Bishop had a special desire for John Deere and Massey Ferguson tractors, mm-hmm. particularly green ones. Interfering with tractors. That's... I'm not sure. You know. Oh, what on. are you calling bullshit on that? Uh, Look it up. No, but I'm just Google thinking. It. I mean, you're not. I mean, tra- I don't know. Where do you stick it in? Tractors are inanimate objects. So I feel like, you know. Okay. You still don't want a guy going around banging your tractor. Okay. Or yeah. doing anything else with your tractor. I guess so. Matter. Yeah. That's kind of, okay. All right. Speaking of things that uh, seem a little odd. A Hasbro, you know Hasbro, they're mm-hmm. the toy manufacturers. They do. They make toys. They do. They have pulled a, a doll, a troll, uh, off the shelves and uh, recalled it because it promoted inappropriate touching. So Hasbro says they're pulling uh, a troll doll from the shelves over people's complaint. The doll has a button between her legs under her skirt. What? Yeah. And when you press it, this button that's between her legs and under her skirt. It's a little square. I looked. The doll says things like this. Oh, oh my. So the deal is that nobody kind of noticed it until somebody noticed it. <laughs> and they put it up on facebook uh, a video of this doll that they had bought for their child Mm -hmm. and and apparently they had played with it for quite some time before they discovered you're you're supposed to squeeze its stomach and it makes all kinds of noises before they noticed this little hot button Hmm. this kind of a spot it's a little area this uh no no square uh between the legs underneath the skirt and and filmed it and put it up on facebook and then uh a politician in the United States saw it and uh, promoted it and it went viral. Mm-hmm. And Hasbro, if you have the product, this is the one. It's called the Trolls World of Tour Giggle and Sing Poppy. That's uh, that's uh, wordy. It is. Now, what Hasbro says is that the button was designed so that when you sit down, it would cause her to make those noises. Mm. So she sits down and goes, ooh. Okay, why is she getting so excited about sitting down? I guess because it pushes her button. <laughs> it's just... Uh, yeah. Hmm. That's a little different. All okay. right. Um, let's see what we got here. So a little coronavirus insanity for you. Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Medieval wine windows are making a comeback in Italy. Those are small windows at shops and wineries where a person can hand someone outside a drink mm-hmm. through a small hole in the wall. Fun. Yeah. Do you know when they first got their start? These uh, Probably like the 1100s. I don't know. It was actually during the bubonic plague in the 1600s. Oh, I, was, I was close. Yeah. Well, I was- Few hundred, yeah. few hundred years off. <laughs> well, sure, but you know, it's all just a blink of an eye when it comes to time. Hmm. Also, uh, just in, 31% of people said it's been more than four months since they've hugged someone that they don't live with. Mm. And 21% said uh, they hugged, it's been, uh, let me try that again. 
31% of people say it's been more than four months since they hugged someone they don't live with. 21% say they hugged someone they don't live with less than a week ago. And 9% of people say they never hug anyone. Mm. And if you've had any sort of bad habit you were trying to break, the pandemic apparently has not helped. No. A new survey of 800 cigar smokers, most of whom were trying to quit, found they were smoking more cigars during mm-hmm. the pandemic. I'm certainly smoking more cigarettes. Oh, it's just smoking more, eating more, drinking Ugh. more, swearing more, sleeping more. Yeah. It's all bad. It's all bad. 59% of Americans say they have no plans to travel internationally for the next year. Hmm. That's good. Stay there. And uh, two students in Georgia who shared pictures of their crowded high school online. Oh, yeah, you covered that already. Okay, (laughs) we'll just move that one aside. A 29-year-old guy put up a post on Reddit, and the post was in the category of, am I the asshole? Hmm. Are you familiar with Reddit? Uh, We've had this conversation before. I am. If you have to ask yourself, am I the asshole? You You probably probably are. are. I think you might have nailed that one. So you ask (laughs) the question in this category, am I the a-hole? Here's what he asked. We have been clear. He's referring to his wedding. Mm -hmm. It's a guy referring to his wedding. We have been clear from the beginning um, that this is going to be a white tie event. The dress code will be fully enforced. Mm -hmm. White tie, Mm -hmm. no unnaturally dyed hair. No visible tattoos and no piercing whatsoever. And he wants to know. I guess I'm not going. Wow. I don't think we were invited, but <laughs> I, I mean, I think I meet all the category of this, except I don't have a white tie, but I could. Well, get you could one. certainly get one. A bunch it's, of it's people. It's not just a, a white tie, right? I don't know. You know that. Well, what is You that got mean? black tie. Yeah. I'm assuming you know what black tie attire is. Yeah, yeah. And white tie is just a step above that. Yeah, you know per- what? Perhaps you've got tails, maybe. Okay, Who well, knows? is yeah, that right? It's very swanky. Well, listen, when there's a requirement like that, yeah. that's your gift. <laughs> yeah, I rented a tux. There you go. Uh, a bunch of people commented on the post. And mm-hmm. of course, pretty much nobody in favor of what this guy was saying. But they concluded, and this is quite sexist, they concluded that he was not only an asshole, uh, but that obviously there's a bridezilla somewhere that's uh, putting him up to this. And mm-hmm. so after seeing all of the comments, he wrote, hey, just so you know, uh, everyone shouting bridezilla is being very sexist. I'm the man and my fiance, we do agree on this. I'm the one who posted this and I'm the one who wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, you know is he an asshole? Your wedding can be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Don't expect a lot of guests to show up, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you're saying no unnaturally dyed hair, I mean, you're probably going to get rid of about 90% of the women. Well, that's the that's the mask by law in Edmonton. Or, did they, or, did like, they, or does he just mean like no uh, blue hair and no green what hair? What if you have a card that says you have to dye your hair? Yeah. Or what if you, how do you find out if a woman dyes her hair? You certainly don't ask her. If you're going to, that you might as well follow that up with, oh yeah, and what do you weigh? Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. Before we leave, uh, I know a lot of us are, are wanting to hold house parties and uh, get-togethers. Mm-hmm. Well, Martha Stewart mm-hmm. has stepped up with five tips for hosting a party during a pandemic. Okay. Uh, number one, hold it outdoors. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of evidence that suggests, she says, the virus is more contagious when we're indoors. Oh. Really, Martha? Okay, Martha, you're not 
breaking any news there. So if you're going to have people over, set it up in the backyard. Okay, well, we already knew that. So Martha is not breaking any ground here. Well, if she's only on number one. There's okay. five. All right. Uh, number two, no buffets. It's Obviously, gonna... oh, Martha. Wow. Come on. Jesus Christ. Like you did, Everybody did... bring your own food. Did you okay. and Martha have a run in at some point? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying if she's coming across like she's, you know, come up with these fabulous ideas to throw a party. Well, yeah. we pretty much already knew all this stuff. She built a career on it. Uh, still with the buffet. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a little more work on your part, or on your part. but single serving meals are better than buffet style mm-hmm. food like sandwiches and individual bags of chips instead of chips and dip in a communal bowl like Martha Stewart's ever eaten a fucking bag Chip of and chips. Dip. Yeah, yeah, come on. Well, maybe in prison. Uh, number three, serve individual drinks. The fuck are you talking about, Martha? As what opposed you- to like a trough? One, one like, big drink what? and a bunch of straws? <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, she's saying uh, no big vats of punch. Oh, like punch. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. It's also less likely that people will mix up their drinks if they're not all in cups that look the same. Mm. Okay, yeah. so no solo cups. I guess okay. not, right. unless you write your name on them. Okay. Uh, keep the dessert simple. Cookies and cupcakes work better than a big cake. <sighs> Tell you right now, if we ever fire up that fire pit, there's no fucking dessert. Just so you know, <laughs> no dyed hair and no dessert. You Those are have, my two requirements. You can have a s'more. Yeah, that you make yourself and then eat alone in the corner. Uh, have extra PPE. Oh, personal uh, protective equipment on hand. Have plenty of mm-hmm. hand sanitizer set out along with some extra disposable face masks if anyone needs one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not doing that. That's it. Okay. Bye. No, no, I mean, it's oh, not completely okay. it. Uh, you'll notice that uh, typically I always feature a comic that's going to be appearing at the Ebony Comedy Festival in 2020. Uh, I require you to knock on wood whenever I say the Ebony Comedy Festival in 2020. Uh, I saved it till the end because you also like it when somebody plays us out. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to have a comic play us out. But before we do that, we do want to thank a few people. Meet Depressed sang the song, You're a Dick. Purple Planet provided our intro and What Does Kevin Think music. Uh, we used Willie Nelson's On the Road again. Now, you didn't hear that, Carol? No. Uh, but when I finish the edit, it's going to be in there. All right. And if you want to support this podcast, go to paypal.me slash grossmisconduct. Gross spelled G-R-O-S-E. All right, among the comedians uh, scheduled to appear at the 2020 Comedy Festival is one of our favorites. We've brought him in before for the UK and Comedy Night, uh, Dave Hemstad from Toronto. <laughs> and that's who will play us out. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Sooner or later, we all have to stop playing sports. And I'll miss playing hockey. I will. I got into hockey uh, since I was a kid, you know. I got into it uh, for the same reason all Canadian kids uh, start playing hockey. Uh, I wanted my dad to love me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how else you're supposed to pull that off. I, I mean, what are you going to do? Play piano? <laughs> you know how good you have to be at the piano for your dad to love you? You have to be amazing at the piano for your dad to love you. And he's not coming to the practices. <laughs> if you have a 6 a.m. hockey practice, your dad is up at 5, he drives you to the rink, and then Tim Hortons makes a commercial about him. <laughs> now, if you have a 6 a.m. piano practice, 
You're riding your bike in the dark. <laughs> now, now, if you have two dads, odds are one of them loves piano. But if, if you only have one dad, you better get out there and work on your shot. You are, because you're one fluky goal away from a hair tussle and some ice cream. This episode of Gross Misconduct was brought to you by Todd's Mechanical, available 24 hours a day for your plumbing and furnace needs. Say please and receive $50 off your next bill. Find them online at toddsmech.com or call them at 780. 499-7598 and don't forget to like them on Facebook.